0: This episode of Super GG Radio is brought to you by our Patreon. Patrons of the show can get our Dogs of Super GG Radio newsletter, Super GG Radio stickers to slap on your closest PC or bag, input on what we cover, game nights with the hosts, and even a chance to win a copy of an indie we talked about. Not only that, but 90% of all patron contributions go to the Children's Miracle Network of Hospitals. Visit patreon.com slash superggradio to learn.
1: what's good internet and welcome to session 168 of super gg radio where friends chat about video games and all things adjacent another week another strange introduction i'm your straw hat pirate and host eric getty gettinger with me as always is legendary swordsman, man rora nora er alex arona yeah, i got it the three sword technique is my specialty and i modeled my game of the year 2022 elden ring character after it i mean that's so, just so so powerful how do, you, how do you get the sword in your mouth in-game, in though? There is a move you can just stab yourself, and then it stays in yourself. I guess. Yeah, that would be the third sword, wouldn't it? Mm-hmm. You'll have to teach me. Uh, also with us to help be uh, our navigator in the world of podcasting, Nami, or Alec Parks.
2: I, I don't know if I can invest the time to fully understand or really appreciate this opening
1: yeah it's this is a legendary opening for a legendary anime out of curiosity how many hours do you think you could devote to one piece
2: uh six
1: (laughs) (laughs) it's barely anything okay good uh lastly we have a surprise crew member with us this week and veteran of the backstage gaming podcast dylan
3: um as far as the bit goes, it's been over a decade since I reg- regularly watched One Piece. Uh, I guess that would make me the ace of the group here. Yeah.
4: yeah,
1: I like I, it. W- yeah. I You're get pro- the reference. You've, you've probably
0: watched more One... I've watched three episodes of One Piece and then said, <laughs> not for me. <laughs> oh, I have I have certainly
3: watched more One Piece. I, I watched it... I'm not going to say religiously, but I watched it weekly as a kid and then, like, I just... You know, it went off the air and then when it went back on,
1: I just wasn't didn't get back on you know where you can watch over 200 episodes of it right now (laughs) netflix uh, oh really i didn't realize it was on netflix that's where i'm watching it i'm 127 episodes in so i barely know who ace is (laughs) that's yeah that
3: sounds about right i think isn't that like about part way into the alabasta arc i want to say
1: i'm hoping it's almost over but it's it's probably not over that has been going on for like 40 episodes i'm not i'm not really sure what's going Um, on most of the time
2: so wait i think ace mm -hmm. a minor character that you're 120 episodes into it and you don't know who he is
1: no No. it's uh (laughs) it's luffy's brother
2: yeah oh who's luffy (laughs) <laughs> he's, he's the worst on, on the that worst. note
1: this week we're going to jump off the top ropes in early adopters talk about Microsoft in the news maybe, I don't know, I heard they did something this last week and then uh, we'll scrape something together for the backlog I don't have any high hopes for the backlog but anyway, uh, let's go over to early adopters where we play alphas, betas, and games that have us I like this one, losing our clothes uh, I didn't choose this game I'm throwing it out there, I didn't <laughs> it, but it was
0: it was created for you in mind. It but was very specifically a Getty game. I literally Steam said, Getty, curated
1: this game for me. I'm sure.
0: Yeah, you, you, I said, "Hey, Getty, this game looks kind of interesting." And you're like, "Which one?" And I sent you a link, and you're like, "Yeah, I already wishlisted that a while ago." I, did I, not I say can't.
3: That. I cannot wait well. to go on my Steam page and see what it recommends me because I downloaded this demo. Oh yeah.
0: Oh no, Getty has messed up most <laughs>
1: if not all my algorithms. Uh <laughs> nobody asks you to search any of the stuff. And as a courtesy, I've turned off Steam and uh, uh whatever this thing is Discord so it doesn't tell you what I'm playing. you're welcome. <laughs> Dylan, we have a beat list which is all the games we've played. no, no we're we're we're, we're going to leave it at that. We have okay, a beat list it. which okay. is a collection of the games that we've completed during the year. As a competitive nature. Um mm-hmm. But Alex, I'm
2: winning with zero. We're playing with golf rules. <laughs> Alex makes a mistake of checking,
0: (laughs) (laughs) and I just check every game that Getty beats, and uh, I'm generally more than half the time being like, "Oh come on,
3: (laughs) 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 that doesn't count."
1: Yeah, oh it definitely does. Most of the ones I'm playing are much longer than. Also, to be fair, he hits credits. Okay, so these Uh, are uh, long haul gamer. Uh, Shred and tear, shred and tear, shred and Mm. tear is the name of the game. We played this. You can't Sh- unplay it. So I just, and, I just shred and tear is
0: <laughs> a uh, what feels like I want to say like a Devil May Cry, God of War kind of like slash them up, uh, a little bit mindless but still very fun and smooth, like real smooth. This this game is buttery, I
1: would say. Movement wise, yep,
0: kind of. A little too buttery for me. I,
3: oh I, like, yeah, about it felt yeah.
1: like really loose. Oh,
0: I slip. I was slipping and sliding all over those platforms. There's some. There's some very specific jumps it wants you to make, and I felt like this game doesn't have the controls for this. No, which is it's still a good game. It's still very fun. Uh, uh-huh. It just I, I found that like they want a level of precision that I feel like this is, is not necessarily
1: what you're going to get. Specifically, that mm-hmm. last sequence with the tube where you have to go through it. I was not hitting those jumps very well because I wanted to like. Elevate a little bit more and try and jump or boost through them, and I kept hitting the outside rings and having yep. to go back and do it over. Again. Yeah,
0: yeah. Okay, yeah. That's kind of. Mm-hmm. So um, um, yes, and of course, it's 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 very anime girls face. that are very <sighs> naked. Um, <and laughs> yeah, this
2: is dead or alive beach volleyball level of physics.
0: Well, you know, you ever seen the comic Witchblade? It's very, it does have like, a
2: very
3: witch blade energy to it, yeah. Yeah,
0: it's like stuff growing on her body, just covering, covering very specific parts where it's, it needs to. Yeah, and there's a lot of like physics. You there's can also toggle can
3: how physics. covered she is in the options. I'm I'm glad I did. Just throwing that, that out there. Yeah, no, I was like, I was, I was like, I'm gonna play with the settings, and then I saw that, and I was like, oh, on God. Um. So yeah, uh, that's that's
1: another feature if that's your thing.
0: Yeah get yeah, he did I
1: yeah, made sure I was... to give Alec the code because I wasn't sure that he was gonna finish yeah oh, did the, not finish the demo
2: the demo did not finish the that's, demo that's, that's, so that's I'm gonna true be true.
3: honest the demo crashed on me and I was like yeah all right I'm good I saw the game <laughs> it,
0: it crashed on me as well okay. I I, yeah. I went back and it turns out I was at the end
2: mm-hmm. and here the one person playing on Linux it didn't crash on
1: I didn't crash either <laughs> Windows machine
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: again i got, a, sure I got a thirty sixty
0: there. right now and that thing still crashed on me it's fine it's fine it's not it just happens these things happen but uh shred and tear definitely has a cool look i feel like uh it you know what this reminded me of our uh beta of the year 2019 uh cuddly gory cuddly carnage that
1: was 2019 that seems that might have been no it? yeah
0: just that if spot.
1: only there were a document where all this stuff was written down. Yes. And yes. somebody kept it up. Uh, let's see. <laughs> Getty, keep going. Oh, yeah, I can definitely keep going on this game. The uh, mechanics are very simple. You have a, a boost, a jump, and an attack. And uh, you can actually do an attack if you uh, hit the dash twice in a row and usually knock out a bunch of enemies that way. Uh, and an ultimate button, in case it wasn't already. Uh, fast and furious and up in your face, you can do a, a quick ultimate that'll destroy everything in the vicinity. Mm-hmm. The room-clearing mechanic of having to defeat enemies, uh, I don't know that it was necessarily my favorite part of it, but limiting the amount of entities, enemies that were coming in and coming after you, yeah, I, I definitely dig that. Uh, mm-hmm. But the platforming, it, there's there's something to be said about the, the last sequence. Definitely not my favorite part of it, but still challenging enough that I really wanted to finish it to see what happened, and it is kind of worth it. The mm. ending scene of a giant monster chasing you through a tube, really cool, very anime. Uh, <laughs> overall, I didn't wish list it, but I'm definitely going to keep an eye on it to see what happens. A very intense game though, graphically. So make sure mm. you come prepared.
0: Yeah, mind shugged like there were points there was too many enemies on screen i i definitely wish there was a little bit more of a direction um some of the button prompts weren't necessarily fully explained and then also killing all the enemies i was not clear that that was what you needed to do and they had the yeah, little, uh, it
3: took me a second to uh figure that out as they well. had a
0: life bar at the top is that what that meant they had a little yeah, like that um, was
1: like mm-hmm. thing to tell you that they were still there
0: okay and that's where I think I was a little confused, is that, like, I, I didn't, that didn't, that didn't expressly tell me that that's what needed to happen, so. You mean
1: on the HUD? Yeah, okay, so, there was a life bar on the HUD to let you know how many enemies were still left in the room, but it would also, if you did, like, a visual sweep, and you mm-hmm. couldn't see them very well, there would be a little, like, reticule or something above the Well, I just didn't say, know hey. you
0: needed to kill them all to progress. Ah. So I was, like, sitting there, like, well, I made it through these, because um, there are <laughs> little gates that you you can boost through. And I was air boosting through the gates, and the last one doesn't matter if you air boost through the gate. There is also just like a red gate that's an auto kill, and that is because you need to kill all the enemies. Yeah,
3: I figured yeah, that, that
2: took me oh. four deaths. Yeah, <laughs> I died probably six or seven times in the second room. Mm-hmm. That I kept sounds falling about right. in the
0: goop. Yeah, mm-hmm. can't fall in the goop. Mm-hmm. Well, you're slipping and sliding, man.
2: Yeah, yeah. Where
3: it's a, it's a very uh, it's a very slippery game, not necessarily in a bad way, it's just, you, oh my god. <laughs>
0: but uh, yeah, no, it's, uh, I'm not going there. <laughs> uh, it's, again, it's a real slippery game, yeah. you gotta watch out for the innuendos. Yeah, oh, god. yes, yes, you're correct. I mean, Getty, we're hitting them hole-in-ones
1: uh no, 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 no i I was gonna before we do a poor transition i was gonna say since we're jumping in with the anime kill la kill i yeah, got a little you know, bit of a a little from from a bit kill a kill in it
0: i got three ups in i liked it i liked what i saw
1: yeah but it also gets like real weird and pervy at some point so oh yeah. is that
2: related to live live i'll live
1: no live <laughs> no. alive no yeah sure <laughs> yeah sure <laughs> We don't cover video games on this podcast. It's true. Yeah. A hole in one. All right. So full disclosure, uh, two of us didn't get a chance to play turbo golf racing uh, due to timing issues, but we do have two people that did. And Alex is super stoked to talk about not Rocket League, if I understood correctly. really good. I really enjoyed it. Did you? Yeah, I thought it was great. Okay, uh, okay, so we'll
0: explain it first. What, what is, okay. uh, how to, what is it, the Turbo Golf Racing? So,
3: yeah, Turbo Golf Racing is basically Rocket League, except um, instead of soccer, you are basically going, you're, you're guiding a ball down a race course, and you are trying to get it in the hole that is the finish line. So it's a combination of
0: um, racing and golf. And uh, you get power ups. You get rocket shots. You get yeah. uh, boosts. Um, you and you get like uh, you can jump. You can do the te- uh, the uh, jump jumps. You can, jump, you and can glide. Flips. Um, I think I think your boost actually
3: recharges as you glide. So that's also a, a little nice mechanic there. Yeah. Um. Just a lot of really like honestly, if it was just a racing game, I would have had a blast. But the uh, added uh, challenge of trying to figure out the ball physics—I um, am not good at this game. But I, oh, no. I really, I really want to try and get good at it because like, all there's there's so many little cool interactions with the, the physics of the ball, and then the technique of piloting the 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 race car. Um, gliding, knowing when to glide, when to boost. I, I, I just think it's a nifty game.
0: And then and then you throw in there the fact that your ball is separate from everyone else's, so theres mm-hmm. they, it's transparent, they can't really knock yours away, but you can, I feel like you can get in the way of other people, though. Hmm.
3: I didn't actually try that. I did a couple uh, races online, and then realized, like, okay, there's no way I'm actually... <laughs>
0: Yeah, you really I mean, just gotta like you gotta book it, and uh, yeah. that's what. The, there are really good people on the internet who are playing this game already and just smoking like decimating me the entire way. Yeah, um, you know, I just look, I was more curious. You <laughs> know, I was telling uh, uh, Joel who uh, quit the podcast, he did not quit.
1: Oh, that's going to be a surprise for him.
0: Yep, I, you know, I think we've had an. I think we've had an episode of the show called "Joel Quits the Podcast."
1: So it'll be did fun. we? Is there any way to verify that? Uh, yes. Hey, did you verify? Uh, what was it? Yes, cuddly it, Carnage. It was twenty nineteen. Wow, we've been doing this that long. Oh yeah. <laughs>
0: um, so because of that, uh, I wanted I wanted to get Joel on I, idea on this. I'm going to send this to our friend Kevin because he's also th- those two. Uh, they spent a lot of time playing Rocket League and have become very proficient in like Platinum leagues and Diamond leagues and stuff like that. And I'm like, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know what you guys are doing <laughs> like air juggling. I ahead. Mm-hmm. my head. They're so good. I'm kind of curious if that transfers to this giant uh, golf course that is just you bum rushing and hitting your ball all over the place. And they, they, they also give you like uh, sand traps where your car goes slower, or there's yeah um, little portals that if you if you can knock your ball into, it actually shoots it much faster down the Ooh. course. Yeah, and uh, they give you a little like on the ground they'll have like little speed boosts that you can ru- drive on. So there's a lot of variability. They, they to these function. Courses.
3: They function a little bit like the f-zero uh boost recharge uh lanes um in those games so yeah i just like i can't say i'm the biggest like racing player but like i love f-zero enough um and i love like i love games where like just the physics of moving the car just feel really interesting and like yeah even without the golf portion i would definitely uh dump some hours into this game so now, hold on demanded. a second.
2: You're on team, we need an F-Zero for the Switch? Um, I'm on team... <laughs> God, I feel like there's
3: a gun pointed at my head right now. Mm. <laughs> if Joel um, were here, there definitely Joel's would Joel's in the be. chat right now, like, staring you down. Is <laughs> he? <laughs> yes, he is. Yes. Um, so, uh, if we are referring to recent tweets on the Twitterverse, I would love a F-Zero on the Switch. I do not think we need to remove funding from intelligent systems and, uh... Whatever the uh, Xenoblade Chronicles dev name is, I Monolith Soft. I don't think we need to take away money from them to do it. I don't think that's how that works. Uh, no. But yeah, no, I huge F Zero fan. I would buy a new one instantly.
1: Hmm. Important question about this game. Mm-hmm. Customization. How much customization was there? I didn't really look too
3: deep
0: into that, but th- there were definitely options if i remember correctly
3: that
1: and i
0: also found like gameplay customizations you can add different cores to your car okay Mm. that'll give you like either more boost or more speed make you hit harder and then i assume there's going to be that rocket league model where you you know put on funny little hats on your car yes the game already like it started like the important stuff it started real heavy with the rocket league you know it starts with like the techno but like not really heavy techno just enough to be like oh man we got some techno going like is what we're doing and everything's kind of like neon and, yeah. and brightly lit and you're like okay this is let's, let's go okay i've only on the scale to
2: mm-hmm. opening to blade to i made bad life decisions where on the techno scale is it rocket league is always pretty pretty opening to blade okay
0: i would say yeah i would i would really have to hear
3: what your opinion on i've made bad decisions uh (laughs) techno is before i can
0: uh vouch for that i've only had good decisions with techno even when other people say i'm bad
1: yeah all right another important question when you get to the finish line ball explosion fireworks what's going on there sadly Um, no Hmm? nothing
3: the, the ball kind of disappears, and then it does like a cinematic zoom-in of the person who... Um, of, of your car. So, I like to do um, somersaults in the air, because you can do that. Um, yeah. But yeah, there, there's nothing really... I'm not going to say there's a lot of panache uh, to uh, getting, getting the ball in the hole.
0: Yeah, especially considering that um, you have to remember you're playing against, like, five other cars. So... Mm-hmm. They don't want to they don't want to like celebrate. I came in 5th. Woo! It's like, okay, you got there.
1: Yeah, but I would hope that uh, maybe I'm just thinking Rocket League, but that first person who gets it and then oh, you just maybe. watch all the other cars get like shot backwards and I mean, you know what? Maybe there is
0: explosions and fireworks for for the first guy to get it in the hole. Uh, that was you never me. I've never that gotten never, that far. <laughs> it was never yeah. me. The highest I got was 3rd. Uh, and that was I'm not going to say <laughs> No, the guy uh, kept overshooting. Okay. You don't need that much precision. It kind of <laughs> sucks it in. There's a gravity well. Yeah. But, but for the most part, yeah, I'd, I always got third. So.
1: Okay. Yep. Yeah. So I this mean, game was, was a hole in one.
3: Yeah, it's quite I would the say quest. So. Yeah, it gets the thumbs up. Okay.
1: Oh, that's quest. a nice transition. This- This is a real sport, as opposed to the other game that we tried this week. Uh, Last game that we tried was WrestleQuest. Just to say, yeah. (laughs) Just to say that this is there's Steam
0: Next Fest going on right now, and because of that, we kind of went a little bit heavier on the uh, early adopters. So oh, next week
1: too. Don't worry.
0: Yep. So, uh, because of that, WrestleQuest. Y'all like Golf Story?
2: I didn't play golf story. <laughs> I haven't actually played
0: golf. Story. Oh man, golf story is a little is like quest. J- is a JRPG where you're mm-hmm. going along and doing these different quests that have to do with you hitting a ball, uh, the, the golf into the uh, ball into the hole, and it, that, and it's, it, it, it solves too. every problem. Mm-hmm. Oh, I Go- can't get. Uh, I can't unlock the fence. Okay, hit the ball over the fence, and you'll hit the button, and then blah 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 blah. <laughs> And that's what WrestleQuest is. You are a wrestler and you are going along with this story, and then uh, occasionally get into rest- turn based RPG wrestle mm-hmm. matches. The way this
3: game read to me was it felt like someone back in the year 2005 got to the chapter of Paper Mario and the Thousand Year Door uh, yep. where you're wrestling and said this should be an entire game, and then made that game. <laughs>
1: I definitely it, got Paper Mario vibes from it, just the way that the turn base was, and I, eh, this, this looks pretty good. And then, yeah. sure enough, confirmed. I, I definitely like this game and how over the top and ridiculous it is. Uh, it's got it's got everything. Ah, uh, yeah. See,
2: I was getting more Smash Brothers vibes because they're talking about how everything is a toy and everything. I was waiting well, for like I did a like master that. hand reveal.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, so you're toys that are in a world and you're trying to fight the best toy, which is uh which f- this doesn't I f- I question whether they got likeness rights. I feel like this <laughs> right, is I was thing. thinking the same thing. Like they Randy used, Savage is just in the
3: game. They use so many
1: names too of actual wrestlers right. and it, their likenesses. It maybe they didn't. Maybe somebody's going to find out about it and they're going to get pretty upset. I have to imagine. I don't, yeah, Macho Man. I've, I want Macho Man to be
0: okay with this, because it's just it's just a fun little silly thing. And yeah. uh, the turn based is you get an you either get an attack, a gimmick, um, and use an item or a taunt, and they do different things, which include getting MP, <clears throat> which for, which is uh for your gimmicks. Your gimmicks are special abilities, and your attacks, and your attacks come with uh, well, pretty much everything comes with bonus. Uh, button prompts quick time events that you have to press the right button on screen to get bonus damage and you're trying to build hype and eventually when the enemy runs out of hp you can pin them pinning them will give a t- like a timing based bar that moves across the screen it's kind
3: of like the the titus limit break yeah um, in final fantasy 10 exactly yeah, was- you gotta
0: you gotta hit the right button when it's right in that right in that spot. right in yeah. the middle yeah. yeah and you gotta do it three times and then you've pinned them. And that's the end of the, the match. And uh, from the looks of it, there are multiple. You can have a party of three or more mm-hmm. fight different three. roles. too. Yep. Tank, healer. Uh, this is all very funny and very silly. Uh, you get equipment, gear. I got some knee pads. Uh, mm-hmm. And of course, it all it all, JRPG, but all in the world of wrestling. Uh, I had to like the first kind of thing you have to do is you have to uh, teach this new wrestler about face paint. <laughs> and you go to the face paint store, and it is being uh, being looted. And the answer is Wrestle. Yeah. The guy course. who's looting it. Definitely. That's where I would go to. I don't know it, about you. The ring appears. There's a crowd. I don't know how this works, Getty.
2: Well, I... and the the thing with this, too, is that your character doesn't believe that wrestling is scripted. But everybody else in the world does. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So, so of course his answer is going to be rest, let's wrestle. And there's probably
0: going to be a come to uh, it's probably going to come to a, uh, a head at some point where this, the character has to like deal with the realization of what's going on, but at the same that time... That he's a toy. Yeah. You know, a real like uh, Buzz Lightyear moment here. <laughs> yeah.
2: Well, and to go with the whole scripted wrestling part, you actually have fights that you're meant to lose, which I thought was a really interesting aspect of it
3: Mm -hmm. yeah i think it it ties back into what i was saying earlier about the thousand year door comparisons because i don't remember if there's any fights you have to throw in in that chapter but there were certainly um fights where like your boss was told you like you have to get hit this many times before (laughs) you can win the match and just like little stuff like that and i always thought that was really cute so um to to see it be brought back in this RPG like feels really cool,
0: and, the, and then I also saw um, some of the gimmicks you can you can unlo- level up and equip new gimmicks, and one of the ones I saw was like teacher appreciation. <laughs> I was like, okay, that's just like what this this is real funny, and yeah, real silly.
3: Yeah, it it really feels like the the writing, the presentation, the the framing device that they're all wrestling action figures in like a kid's room. Um, but it's abstracted to be an RPG overworld. All that stuff is like really charming. It, it really feels like this is a game that's wearing its heart on its sleeve.
0: The tricky part is for me is that I, I, I it has to be like a good length of time. I've, the golf story ended up being like 13 hours, and I, by the end of it, I was like, I just kind of want this to be done. You know, so it's <laughs> like fair. WrestleQuest. It's got to, it's got to have something either to keep me going, new mm-hmm. mechanics, new characters, are really. Well-developed story that's dragging me through, which all automatically—that's where I'm at. I'm feeling the mm-hmm. story with the writing, um, as long as it kind of keeps throwing at least some new things going on and not re- not. Fe- I don't need fetch quests, right? At least not repeated fetch quests. I don't need that like constantly. Uh, that way, I need some sort of progress. But I'm very excited for this one. I wish list. I wish listed all of these.
1: So, mm. Alex, I like to compare with you. How far did you make it through WrestleQuest? Where were you at when you? Hang? Are you were hanging up your hat? Uh, a little after the paint, the face paint store. Okay, because there's like a whole another area that you can get to up in the north, mm-hmm. and uh, that... you get access to two characters, and there's a oh, whole wow. like big area that you can explore. And I got lost a couple of times. Oh, really? Yeah, it's kind of like a maze.
2: Yeah. So huh. I did that part, and then I hung up my belt.
1: Your did belt. Did you get? Yeah, uh, wrestling.
2: You wrestle for the WrestleMania belt. What else would you be I hanging up? I was
1: worried that that meant you took off your pants. So, well, hey, There's a lot of nudity Ron's in possible. this in this episode of Super Gigi Radio.
0: <laughs> um, yeah, I After was thinking Dark. more about the the fact that uh, is there randomized battles? Mm.
2: Didn't come across any.
0: It, yeah, it it kind of had
3: like fixed Chrono Trigger battles, if I remember correctly.
2: Yeah,
1: yeah, stuff that would you'd encounter in the environment so you'd go up to him and then you have to wrestle.
3: okay and i'm fine with that honestly uh especially like with the more paper mario uh or i guess like you know the the mini game turn-based combat stuff i feel like that stuff's charming but it can wear out its welcome if like Mm -hmm. too much of that's thrown at you so yeah I, i i think that's like a decent balance to strike
1: all right, I think we got our fill of betas this week, some early access games, and we're gonna I, have a actually one on more. Oh, I'm sorry. Go
3: ahead. I, I actually wanted to ask you guys because uh, this is this is a game that I've been looking forward to that just got a demo released recently. Uh, have you guys heard of solaco Sel- uh, I think it is. Um, it's spelled S E L. Uh, sorry, S E L A C O. It's a. Shooter made in the style of Fear, but it was made in the GZ Doom engine.
1: Hmm. Okay. And uh, Uh, downloading it.
3: Yeah. (laughs) I've been dabbling with it, um, and I am real excited for the full release. Uh, Highly recommended. Okay.
1: All right. Check that one out for next week, then? Yeah, I'd say so. All right. Okay. Well, uh thank you for the recommendation dylan yeah no problem let's say uh, anybody can send
0: their own recommendations at mail at mail at yeah and
1: if you email us we'll give you free games we will not right. not joking please email us i need <laughs> the attention all right i'm gonna give alex a stone cold stunner here into the break be right back while he recovers oh god news let's grab some shovels and start digging, hopefully, D- digging what? hopefully we'll find some treasure here because you know the news it's, it's always it's always something uh, we had a Microsoft event at what was it called Microsoft uh, central Microsoft uh, I don't know whatever googling, it was called. googling googling oh. all right so you guys like starfield Starfield?
2: it's okay Uh, what it looked i
3: i really skimmed uh the microsoft show (laughs) i'm gonna be honest this
1: is (laughs) well this is like their big ticket thing like i heard a lot about starfield i know a lot of people are pumped for it it's supposed to be the the new no man's sky Mm -hmm. it's got a thousand or so worlds that you can go in and explore nobody on this podcast is going to play it (laughs)
0: <laughs> it's just
1: maybe me. No, maybe
0: yeah, I, I hate to I, admit it, but I played No Man's Sky. That's the thing. I played mm-hmm. No Man's Sky. So you're an expert. No, I'm not an expert. But I'm no, saying no, that I'm, I don't. I'm saying I don't like,
1: need. You could be a pro at this. It's if more. You I just don't. It.
0: I played No Man's Sky until I was like satisfied. Okay. I don't know if I like mm-hmm. want to. If I'm ready to go back to a world, and and this is not. In a me world. surmising This is not me surmising. this is uh, from a follow-up interview with uh, Todd Howard that um, yeah, there's going to be hundreds and hundreds of planets. Not all of them will be interesting. That's just how mm-hmm. it works.
3: You know, I kind of like that philosophically. I'm not going to lie. Like, oh no, I absolutely love that idea.
0: But that is not like, uh, again, that that's kind of what a lot of people complained about with No Man's Sky. They're like, there's not a ton to do. It's like there is a lot to do. You just have to find the right planets. Right. I mean, we already played Game of the Year Outer Wilds, so yeah, that's what I'm, God of Wilds gave you a curated experience that is very specifically what seven planets, and that's it. Not. You know, so there's going to, there's hundreds of planets in 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 starfield, and then there's going to be like thirty interesting ones.
1: Mm-hmm. Which is fine. It's like is gonna there's going to be a story. lot of people on the same planet fighting for resources, but
0: yeah, and uh, and considering that they said that like they're not procedurally generated, so the the planets are the planets. And that's how there's it was something... in the man's sky as well.
3: Yeah, there's something intriguing about the concept, just from... I didn't see the trailer or any of the press stuff, but just hearing people talk about it. It sounds like it could be cool, but I really don't have any...
1: <laughs> yep. Yeah. It's, it's usually out it as, like, there's a lot of hype around it. I don't think anybody here is going to play it, so maybe mm-hmm. maybe we'll talk about it someday. But you know what? Everybody wants to play... Fuck yes, let's go. Silk Song, <laughs> and it's coming to Game Pass. Who the hell knows when? But it's coming day
0: one. Hell yeah. So i I'm subscribed to Game Pass till 2024. Let's do this. <laughs> Hopefully it comes out by then. I kept buying a lot of those uh, deal subscriptions for three months. I kept stocking up on them and then just like loaded them up. <laughs> so watch now this. it's time. Yeah, now now it's now it's Alex time. <laughs> time Silk to Song. Cash out. <laughs>
3: it's
0: like, oh, is Silk Song's coming? When? I don't know, but it'll probably be by twenty twenty four. Let's go. I'm just probably. happy we saw it. you know like it's here
3: like it still exists
0: (laughs) yeah and we saw you know new weapons and abilities it looked like there was like a grenade involved at one point there was yeah i was about to say there's like
3: there's one clip where a hornet like dive kicks uh like to bounce off of an enemy and then lobs a grenade and i that's what i like to see that's uh I'm, i'm super excited
0: yeah don't do don't do hollow Knight powers do something different and they yeah. they definitely are exploring and expanding and it looks awesome and hornet sounds like hornet still which is very cool
2: yeah alec come on no everything has been said that i <laughs> no? want to say
1: you sure no like we're I not know. you're not going to get to come back okay no i yeah
2: all right well alec, alec's got this appropriate is, hype level yeah
1: <laughs> knowing that I, we don't know actually when it's coming out yeah
2: Right. Oh, if we had an actual release date, I would be losing my shit. But mm, yeah. I've just, I've, I'm excited. The game looks good. It's going in the right direction. When we get it,
1: <coughs> yeah, that's super fair. Yeah, crossing my fingers for you there, buddy. All right, next important piece of news: mm-hmm. Forza and Hot Wheels. What do I need? Racing games. And I there need toys to go with them. Hell yeah! Make it look like a
0: bedroom. Getty, do you know that there's a Skater XL mod that's a bedroom, and you're playing a tech deck, and your character can be replaced with just a hand? Now I do. Yep. Take that information. <laughs> do what you want to do with it. You're welcome.
1: All right, uh, Phil. Say anything about Forza? Any any hype over uh, at the other Rona household?
0: uh oh phil's very excited for forza he just got a new video card not a great one but he got a at least better than what he was playing with before okay. and he is very excited for 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 he, he, he likes the forza
1: series so yep it's a cornerstone of the racing market a game that we played on the podcast grounded you guys heard yep. about this backyard adventures with your friends uh everybody's trying to build a house and Alex is running around us in circles trying to fight I giant spiders early access yeah uh, coming out full release later this year still on game pass i believe still yes. very interesting to play especially if you got your friends it uh is entertaining except for those spiders they're no, not spiders are not cool, cool? No, nope. <laughs> not cool
0: at all also oh, it's 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 part of that new world hype of like okay let's just make survival elements. This I actually want to try this out with my friends
3: now. I haven't actually looked into this game, um, so I should. Have you ever, have you played like the
0: new like the survival games, Ark Survive, Valheim, stuff like that? Uh,
3: not really. Actually, um, I played a little bit of Dark, uh, Don't Starve. Um, okay. But beyond that, like I, I don't really survival elements stress me out. If I'm being honest, so yeah. <laughs> um,
1: Mm-hmm. kind of did because you have to do all of the normal stuff you got to get water you got to go get food mm-hmm. uh and of course no joke the spiders are the most terrifying element to this game like got it they and, and hold on
0: there's a there's an arachnophobia mode Yep. where, where it removes oh, their legs and just has t- uh two circles w- or just a circle with bright red cer- other circles like being their eyes and it's mm. it's almost scarier
1: but there we are, trying to build a shelter, and uh, everybody's running around trying to figure out what's going on. You gotta do the work here. You gotta grab some rocks, some mm-hmm. pieces of grass, make yourself a hammer, uh, yeah. cut down some some leaves, yeah.
3: I, I Just speaking personally, I, I'm really enjoying the Honey, I Shrunk the Kids meets A Bug's Life vibe this game seems to have in terms of its art direction and presentation. So. Oh, and and the
0: story does yep. uh, very similar. It's kind of like a you know a mad scientist made this okay. machine, and all of a sudden it sucked up local kids in the neighborhood. And you're, like, there's news reports that all the local kids keep disappearing, which like puts into like wires. Like, how can you play online with multiple people? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's very fun. Just check it out. Yeah. Adding that to my wish
1: list. Do it. All right. Other exciting news. Persona 3, 4, and 5 coming Let's to Game Pass. Mm-hmm. Let's Until go! Until that Nintendo Direct when 3, 4, and 5 come to the Nintendo Switch, and then what? Then where are you playing them? <laughs> Getty, come on. I was no just going to buy them in both places. <laughs> he's he's already got I two will. copies of them each anyway, so...
0: I have a PSP with uh, with, the, with uh, Persona 3 loaded up, I got a PS2 copy, and my Vita has all of the Personas on uh-huh, it. Uh-huh,
1: uh-huh. So you own at least two copies of each of these. At minimum, <laughs> I
0: bought it on PC too when when fin- Persona Four came out on PC. I bought that on Steam as well. How far did what you make it? It's
3: Atlas's fault for re-releasing these games so many times.
0: I mean, what else are they gonna do? Make another good well, game. Give, give me, me Odin Sphere on PC, please. <laughs> now they'd rather make Soul Hackers too. I mean, I, I'm interested in Soul
3: Hackers too. I'm not going to front,
0: but like no, no, just, I'm absolutely going to buy Soul Hackers too. It's <laughs> to like, so much I, snack. I, I know. I'm talking. I'm, I, it's, I feel like I'm trying to be sassy about it when really I know I'm just like a sucker for it. <laughs> <laughs> I just I need a vanillaware game on every system I own. <laughs> well, there's like a personal level for me. I graduated college, and that was my like my brother, my big brother goes. I'm going to give you one of the best JRPGs ever because because we both like grew up loving JRPGs, and he's just okay, yeah. He bought me a copy of Persona 3 on PS2. He's like, "Here you go." Uh, pick- how do we feel about it being the portable version? Um, it's not the best version. Hmm. Um, FES is the best version, but it's still pretty good. I'm, i I got to remember if. Uh, I'm trying to see now if if it has the female protagonist. I
3: believe I it does. I think that's the main reason why they're picking the portable version over. Yes. FES, uh, FES, FES has
0: the, the female protagonist. Yeah. I believe FES, though, has the, um, the uh, post-game DLC like 30-hour story that's after the, the ending of Persona 3. I've heard very controversial things about that. I mean, that's also the thing about Atlas is that they're generally still kind of offensive, haven't really grown, so I can imagine. Mm-hmm. Okay.
1: Um, but,
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> Let's go. I think we're going to leave it at that, yeah. I'm very excited. Yeah, that's fair. I'm very excited. I definitely yeah. did shoot God in the face or a god i don't i don't know uh i've shot god in the face so many times speaking of uh mildly offensive maybe completely offensive kojima is at it again (laughs) he's got a game that he's working on for for microsoft um yep this could be anything like i don't know what to expect (laughs) i really
3: have no expectations
1: (laughs) yeah and he gave no information so it's one of those things who he is as a person so
0: yeah, so there's a lot of thoughts on this that no one knows what's going on with him at all. Like, he's just hanging out with celebrities still. So it's like, yeah. oh, are, we, are you making a game or are you just, like, chilling? What are you doing? Oh. A little bit Kojima of
3: calm, Honestly, he can do whatever he wants at this point. I feel like he's earned that spot. I say this not as a Kojima stan, but <laughs> just as, like, a, you know, like, you you've... Done enough wild shit that like you know whatever you just vibe over in the corner and when you got something new maybe I'll look at <laughs> uh, it. I think it's whoever's fault
1: the... that gives him money, right? Like, and I guess that's like uh, the question you know. I have
0: is that like is the is the ability just to make completely bonkers wild shit is that like is that the uh, the thing that gets you the like okay you could do whatever you want is like is it yeah. I don't know have you seen I, some of the I stuff don't you think did? that's the case like
3: I mean. I still haven't played Death Stranding, granted, but like oh, yeah, co- conceptually <laughs> conceptually it looks interesting. I don't know. I, I want to check it out eventually. Um, Alex, tell them
0: about the grenades. Oh, uh, the, the pee and poop grenades? Oh, uh,
3: right. Yeah, I know about that.
0: <laughs> oh, no. I was going to tell him about the, the character that uh, his heart stops for uh, like 17 minutes. And he's like mid-conversation. He goes, oh, hold on. My heart's got to stop. And then they literally put a <laughs> clock on the screen and you just have to chill in his apartment for like 17 minutes. Maybe it's maybe it's less. It might be like nine minutes. But it's it's there's a timer for nine minutes and you don't do and anything. You got to bide your time. Just walk around, look at some photos. Your character looks at the photo, goes hmm, and then puts it back down. How many it's Monster like,
1: Energy drinks can you drink in nine minutes? <laughs> a bunch, yeah.
0: Well, no, but you can't you can't even do that in that scene because you're in his apartment. You just get up so and you're walk just, away. All you around. do is just walk. You can't leave. In exactly. real life, you can't
1: leave. Like the controller locks on. Oh, yeah. Hands. Oh, okay, that's yeah. what I no, I kind of did that, but I was also uh, that's laughing only too the, hard.
3: Okay, that's only the director's cut, the the dual sense. Uh,
0: <laughs> I was the <laughs> problem I had was that I was laughing too hard because I was like, "Are you are you serious right now? Are you <laughs> you know are you serious?" I'm like, is "Something's it, is got." It, I just kept saying something has to happen because this is too stupid. And <laughs> is it it's better like, or worse? <laughs> I'm sorry, I,
3: I know I'm cutting go off. Is it better or worse than the awkward call uh, car ride with Skullface?
0: Oh, no, it's it's on par. It's on par. Okay, that's, that's
3: fair, I guess.
0: And that's what I mean, though, is that, like, I, I just kept waiting for something to happen, and then after, like, the timer goes to zero, the guy just wakes up and goes, okay, where was I? Oh, okay, yeah, let's keep going. And it's, like, a real big, like, plot dump. So it's, like, it is, it's, like, one of those, like, oh, this is going to be 15 minutes of exposition, including cutscene, but it is broken up by this, like, seven-minute gap where you're doing absolutely nothing. Maybe the seven minutes are there for you to digest everything else that's been said. Yeah, you know what? That that was one thought I had, was that, like, maybe it's, like, your intermission between this giant lore dump, but I also still thought, like, this is real dumb. It it kind
3: of makes me think about how uh, Custom Robo saves the game during, like, this, like, eight-minute-long exposition cutscene. Like, it saves, like, three times. I don't know if any of you have ever played Custom Robo for the GameCube, but... It's
2: been a long time.
3: (laughs) It's been a long time for me, too, but, like, whenever I think about, like, long, heavy exposition cutscenes that are so long, there's a fucking intermission that plays during it, I think about Custom Robo.
0: I want to say that some of the other... There has been some other Kojima games where he... Where they, like, cutscene, uh, FMV and then break and then it kind of comes back with like oh okay now we're back to the characters then more cutscene mm-hmm. like it does little little bumps in there and you can like pause it in between right usually uh what's his name uh, liquid snake
1: really harping on you um, uh getty i wrote this in here i don't, don't really care i just thought it was worth <laughs> mentioning overwatch 2 very excited uh beta coming uh in october <laughs> you deadpanned th- that too there's no oh, emotion yeah. in your eyes. Very excited.
0: <laughs> oh, because I'm not sure. I don't. I don't know what's going on with that game. They lost their head guy, so yeah. I, I kind of feel uncomfortable with it. I but don't... at the same time, mm-hmm. the big announcement here is free to play. So, well, I mean, like, I'll play. I'll play. I'll play some Overwatch two for free. Let's
1: do that. I had always Wait. hoped in my heart that they were actually going to do first person story for some of the characters get to know them a little bit better but if it's just oh no be they're you, doing
0: they're doing that that might be that might cost money
1: okay mm-hmm. um, like call of duty model
0: yes i just don't want there to be let's see i i don't
1: want there to be uh i'm trying to think how i want to put this specific characters that you couldn't kill in the first one what do you mean there was no character that was so infuriating to you that you don't want to see it in the second one no no no
0: no okay um i just don't want it to be in the blizzard launcher oh (laughs)
3: yeah that's that was my big thing actually i was gonna bring that up if no one else did oh yeah rid of that That i haven't had that thing
0: installed in a long time let's get rid of that hate that thing okay i keep keep
1: going uh last thing i saw is that they announced like three or four mmo expansions and i don't have time for any of that (laughs) nope not mmos no no sir tried to do some of that final fantasy uh and then got got dragged into other life stuff mm-hmm. so I, we have i don't know if some of this is uh what we expect is going to happen When isn't this a square enix final fantasy 7 anniversary no, no, this happened. it happened it happened at like five o'clock today it happened at five yeah. o'clock today okay yeah uh so this is actual news and it's not yep. guesswork okay then I'll report yep. on this. Uh, Final Fantasy VII Rebirth will be part two of three for the remakes. Yep. I guess I need to go and watch this. Okay,
3: so they did hard confirm that uh, they are planning for three games, and that's mm-hmm. their cutoff.
0: They showed, um, they, they had the remake uh, the, the, the remake icon, then rebirth icon, and then like a question mark for the third. Right. Okay. It's going to be Reunion.
3: There's no way it's not yeah. going to be called Reunion.
0: Yeah, without question,
3: that's that's yeah. just the way you have
0: to do it. Uh, uh-huh. It also looks like uh, our pretty boy uh, Sephiroth gets a haircut, uh, or or it is other characters that have been in the series. They're bringing back Kadaj. Let's go. Yep. <laughs> Let's see what happens. Well, Kadaj, what was he from? Uh, Advent Children. Yep. Okay. What was. Uh, I was trying to think of like, the, not spoilers. They kind of brought back some Dyrgis Cerberus stuff.
3: Did they? Is that spoil? I think that was in the marketing uh, material for Intergrade, so I don't, does that count as a spoiler?
0: I'm just not, I'm not going in depth we'll, from we'll that. We'll talk around it. Okay. Yeah. okay. But there's that. We also got a Crisis Core remake, which yep. was heavily rumored right before uh, the press conference mm-hmm. occurred. It Crisis had, like, Core. I think, I think GACT kind of leaked it a bit. <laughs> yeah. It, it was like the day before. I saw it like last yep. night. And uh, Crisis Core is a fun game.
1: Mm-hmm except for that ending man made me real the sad i en- think so good
3: it's like honestly i think the ending is the best part of crisis core but i i'm also excited that they're remaking it because that leads me to believe that certain characters from crisis core are going to reappear in part two or uh, rebirth i guess is what it's called
1: now i mean if yeah. you made it to the end of integrate i know yeah. <laughs> there's there's <laughs> a little scene at the end okay uh, yeah, i'm not even either. talking
3: about that i just i want to see cisne i want to see kunzel ah. i want to see uh Some you of know those minor characters in crisis core that uh were really good but like because it's a prequel and i don't think anything came after crisis core like that there was just no
1: follow-up no, to them they didn't do anything with those characters so knowing that there's uh that looming threat that other stuff is going to be brought in i mean i'm, I'm excited either way uh Crisis Core though.
0: For me that the 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 I I loved Crisis Core. I I really had a good time with it. I just have I have a problem with it in principle mm-hmm. in the fact that I I kind of felt like the realism of Final Fantasy, I know it's not realistic there's a lot of mi- mythical elements, but I felt like the mythical elements were kind of introduced through Final Fantasy 7 and I don't I don't, I didn't, I don't love the idea that there was a whole bunch of mystical elements pre-Final Fantasy VII. Like, it makes Final Fantasy hmm. VII feel less impactful on the world for me. Are you talking
3: about, uh, in regards to, sorry, I'm a huge Final Fantasy VII fan, so I'm No, really, no, me too, me too. Here. Okay, yeah, okay. me too. Um, are, are you, are you talking insofar as, like, the, um, Genesis,
0: yeah. or? W- Winged Angel stuff. Yeah, um, yeah. Like clone creatures and
3: just—I I do think they kind of diluted those cooler elements of um, yeah Final Fantasy VII, and also kind of diluted what made Sephiroth unique. So I,
0: I definitely agree with you there. Yeah, that's um, that's that was my issue with it. I just I, mm-hmm. I kind of felt that.
2: Do mommy issues really make you unique? <laughs> um, Maybe. I mean, listen. I mean.
3: No, but the one wing is kind of <laughs> cool, but like it's only cool for so long before you run it into the ground.
0: Yeah, like the one winged angel. Even just having that song being the most badass song ever. But mm-hmm. then you're like, oh, by the way, he was not even the first one. There's like three other. Right, wings. right. It's like, oh, okay. So like, what a loser. Not unique. <laughs> he's absolutely not unique, and he's more mad that he is not unique. See, like, yeah. It, you know, to be fair, that's the plot of. Final Fantasy Seven with, with Sephiroth is that he's just mad he's not unique, right? Run right. That kind of. So uh, I guess. Mad
3: that, I, I thought that uh, you were going to say that you had a. He's mad that humans are dicks, and then he realized that like, oh wait, I wasn't a Cetra. Um, and then he's like, well, I'm still better than everyone, so I guess I'm just going to kill them all. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I'm I'm more Team Kefka. at least like he's just goofy, <laughs> and like he knows <laughs> it.
0: Yeah. This, I mean, Sephiroth's over there doing Vidal Sassoon commercials
1: gotta get paid somehow yeah. i sent you a tiktok on that getty i didn't watch it i'm not sure what a tiktok is ever crisis you refuse to learn yep ever crisis somebody's gonna have to explain what ever crisis is ever gets go fun. ahead okay. <laughs> okay. You guys both the two guest modest. goes first
3: <laughs> um i think i think ever crisis is like they're taking everything that was in the compilation and kind of consolidating it into one long episodic uh, prequel series, or not prequel. I guess because they're covering uh, everything Advent Children and of Cerberus as well. Um, I think it's, and it's Final Fantasy Seven
0: like this that main story as well.
3: Yeah, so it's kind of like a catch up for people who are getting into Final Fantasy Seven with remake, um, and you know, the reason why they would need a recap of what happens in Final Fantasy VII is a spoiler, um, but, you know, it's... I, I I look at it to, like, an anime compilation film, kind of like how, I don't know, Neon Genesis Evangelion had, like, a compilation film before they went to End of Evangelion. Okay.
0: Yeah. And, and, and it's all chibi characters, turn-based, and it's mobile on your yeah. phone. Oh. Ooh... So people are mad that it's on the phone, but at the same time, it's like, it's a chibi turn-based game that's going to be relatively... I think it's going to be a breezy play, and that's kind of important. I question whether it's going to be a breezy play, just because those stories are long, and there's a lot of them. But I mean, I guess you could, like, cut a lot of the fluff, I guess? That's what I'm thinking. Okay. So, but it is a mobile game that that just encapsulates all of the Final Fantasy... uh, What would you call that? Saga?
3: (laughs) Yeah. Um... (sighs) people are gonna hate this comparison, but uh, um, it, it kind of gives me the same vibe as, like, Final Fantasy IV The After Years. Um, hopefully okay. with a better story, but, you know, just uh, different episodes based on different um, characters, and, like, what are they doing, and what are they doing, and you know, it's it's gonna be more of an
0: anthology type of story. And I was, uh, my thought process was that it might end up being a little bit also like the Final Fantasy XV mobile port where oh I forgot uh, about that, yeah. Where they just they downgraded all the graphics to be chibi characters to look like the Final Fantasy VII mm-hmm. PlayStation One kind of style. Yeah, but uh, it was still Final Fantasy fifteen story, and I think they like they probably learned a little bit of something about how to make these mobile
1: games kind of work. Hmm. Right. So. Yep. Well, you know, it was a fun chibi Final Fantasy game. Which one? Worlds of Final Fantasy. I didn't yeah, I played that one. Yeah. It's weird. It's, uh, <laughs> I, I think I talked about it on the podcast, but you collect different monsters from the Final Fantasy series, and then you can like stack your character on top of them.
4: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's uh, it's oh, yeah. really cute.
1: And uh, the pacing was real weird, but still pretty good for a Final Fantasy game. All right. Uh, last piece of Final Fantasy news for tonight. The FF7 remake is Steam Deck Supported. Whenever I get that thing, I'm probably yep. not going to be playing this on it. I can't I want help but be skeptical. Experience. I have to buy it again, and I don't know if that's going to happen.
3: I'm imagining trying to look at all of the analyze, like the, the enemy analyze screen with that tiny-ass font on mm-hmm. a Steam Deck screen, and that just does not sound like a good time to me. Did you analyze the enemies? You didn't? I, I think I you, yeah, wouldn't. I was about to say, you didn't? No. It's like, okay. never
1: mind.
0: <laughs> Getting so mad right now.
1: Uh, Hell no. I'm so mad right now. I threw that
0: material up. away. He's like, here's how to analyze material. I'm like, great. Trash. As
1: soon as he turned around the corner. Never going to use this. <laughs> yeah, I actually can imagine <laughs> if you could make the character do that. Oh, this is this a tutorial? Trash. Done. <laughs> and then I couldn't figure out how this works for 15 hours. Alex killing me man I'm trying to think if there was a, there was a game recently
0: that i had like tutorial problems with too yeah. oh God, okay. uh-huh uh we got
1: freebies oh by the way i made a freebie sound of like a sound effect from last week it, is it an air horn where it's just you saying freebies for, 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 no, for freebies. It's all of us just,
0: it's all of us just yelling freebies it's really annoying <laughs> it's, awesome. it's really <laughs> annoying yeah yeah to be awesome
1: you'll, Can, you'll, it'll be inserted here uh since we're Perfect. in the news section is there any chance that you can mobilize this annoying freebie sound effect so that we can take it with us when we do our live show at Fan Expo in three weeks? Ooh, that's a good transition. Yep, uh, I could find a way to mobilize. And then sure. we could just keep doing freebies and then just hand out free games to people and maybe they'll listen to our podcast. Oh, damn it. That's a good...
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, oh. You like every time you're just like, like you don't, you actively don't like to uh, participate when we're like trying to brainstorm, but like off the cuff, you're like, we should just do this. And me and Joel are just like, damn
1: it. That's a really good idea. I'm on the fly kind of guy. (laughs) I don't like to sit there and like, I need, if you're going to make me sit and listen, you're not going to get a good result. I got to go. You're going to tell me that this could have been an email. Freebies. It could have been, man. I'm in so many meetings. It's not even funny. All right. Freebies. Uh, I got the right, names. Alex has got the games and what they are. Over okay. on the Epic Game Store, we have Supraland.
0: Supraland is a three uh, D action adventure game where your character is like a stick figure, like a red stick figure, and you're going through this world and uh, you know fighting characters. It's 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 very like first persony. I want to say character action, you know, like a, like a Mario 64 or like a Banjo Kazooie you're just going through and, uh, as a stick figure in this world of like fighting elves and gnomes and different stuff. It's very fun. Okay. Metroidva- Metroidvania. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah, That's a lot Steam. of different things you just, <laughs> Steam website
1: says. Hit me. Uh, we have Vin Diesel's Ark survival evolved on Steam. No, he did. He did part <laughs> two. That's not out yet. I had to throw it in there. Yes, I this know. game's about uh, family.
0: First-person uh, survival game. That's it. Let's go.
1: Okay, uh, Frey fight over on Steam.
0: Frey fight. Yeah, I like uh, Vampire Survivors.
1: Y'all like that Vampire? Yeah.
2: Survivors? Oh, love me some Vampire Survivors. Then you might like Frey fight. <laughs>
1: Next say that Next. about anything, but okay. <laughs> nope. Capcom okay. Arcade Stadium over on Steam.
0: Yeah, play some Capcom Arcade Stadium. Uh there's some good classics in here. Uh, I'm trying to pull it up now what the they classics got Red are. Earth, I don't, don't need they? the Steam audio here. <laughs> oh god. Uh Street Fighter two. The World Warrior is the newest one added to Capcom Arcade Stadium. And that's
1: the free one. Okay, I gotta pull this up real quick. <laughs> yeah, you go ahead. So I was it's like, <laughs> usually what I do, I'm like, I want this one, I want this one. So Arcade Stadium is a
0: platform where you can purchase mm. uh, games, and then they show up as arcade cabinets uh, in the the actual platform and Steam. So you play that, you launch the 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 Stadium game, and then you go sit in an arcade cabinet. And the current free one is Street Fighter Two World Warrior, which I believe is the first one. Okay. Oh shit they have powered gear there
3: we go. we've got yeah, sorry uh, i'm like
1: i'm looking at all these obscure arcade games and i'm like i know that <laughs> yeah. it's the best part of the podcast is the freebies i feel like i'm giving back to the community all right the cycle frontier on maybe i don't know what platform where, where we got this one epic game store epic game store
0: the Cycle was a game... This was like, I, I want to say, episode three of our podcast. It used to be a battle royale where you would drop on a planet, collect resources, and then uh, you'd have to exfiltrate, get in a ship and get out. But there was only like one exfiltration point, so you would have... It would just become a war zone. Oh, uh, my. You lose, lose all your resources. Now, uh, it's Tarkov, uh, which is go on the planet... Collect resources. If you die, you lose everything. But at the same time, there are as many uh, exfiltration points so that you you don't. It's it's not necessarily about the battle royale point as much as it is just trying to get resources and get out safely.
1: Mm. <coughs> Less uh, throwing your remote or trying to break your keyboard over your head. Yep. Good. We have Venetica over on GOG. Uh, Venetica is an
0: old-school 360-graphic-style uh, uh, action RPG a la the... Uh, I'm trying to think of, like... A little bit like the Knights of Old Republic-style uh, game. Mystical uh, in the middle ev-
1: uh, medieval setting. And then we have Elder Scrolls 2 Daggerfall Unity on GOG. Now, the reason
0: for this is that they have updated... Uh, Elder Scrolls to Daggerfall with the Unity engine to include modern, uh, mod- like updated graphics—not not not top of the line graphics, but not so blurry that you can't make up items. Also, controller support and controls of what you would get out of, say, an Oblivion.
3: You're saying we might so is enjoy that like this one? an official source port or something.
0: Yes, they've updated it now. Okay, cool. So they've given a, a little bit of a graphical upgrade and then added uh, modern controls. GOG has been re-releasing all of like the first two uh, games, so you could probably find the original mm-hmm. Daggerfall with all of its problems, but now <laughs> they've updated it. Which is like a real big labor of love.
1: Good. Especially giving it away for free. It's, we, yep. we gave out all those games for free. Fantastic. Ah, uh, looks like we hit pay dirt. Wait, nope, that's a corpse. Where are we digging? Uh, guys, scatter. Into the break. Oh, God. Can ah. you get some police sirens in there? Yeah. Yeah, I can You, you can? I'm, like, I'm actually do bit. it? Does Joel do it when I ask him to do it? Yes. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I gotta give him credit. With the backlog blog, where we're not doing the backlog blog this week because we have a special guest, and we're gonna learn a little bit more about Dylan and what he does, who he is, where we can find him. Um, yeah, just normal stuff, normal podcast stuff. Yeah, all right. You've been a friend. You've been a friend of
0: our po- of our podcast for, since probably the close to the inception. I feel like that's the
3: case. Yeah, because. Uh, when did Backstage Gaming start? I want to say 2019. Uh, okay, that, that is your podcast. But I'm... Yeah, I don't remember. Sometime around then. We're over 100 episodes, so
0: uh, we're in that ballpark. And uh, so your your podcast is the Backstage Gaming. You have a... But- How many podcasts do you have?
3: <laughs> yeah, so I'm in... I am i co-host two podcasts, and I'm involved in the third one. Um... And a friend reached out to me about starting a fourth, and I'm figuring that out. Um, that one would be like a monthly thing. It wouldn't be as regular as some of the other stuff I do. Um, but the first one uh, that is probably most relevant to this podcast is Backstage Gaming. Um, it is a podcast where myself and um, my my friend and um, dating back from college, uh, Chris Wilson, uh, together we are fine arts majors who... Um, you know we're trained in acting, and we, we kind of take that education, and we use it as a lens to look at video games. How video games tell their stories, how video games um, evoke emotional responses from the player. Sometimes we like to just shoot the shit. It really kind of depends on what we're feeling that week.
0: Alright. Yeah. Um, and then I, I know that you have the Hey, have you heard of Matt Cross?
3: Yes. Uh, so, I'm also involved in the podcast Dude, You Remember Matt Cross? <laughs> Where um, that's a riff on the Macross movie. Do you remember Love? Where we uh, we've been going through um, all of the all Macross media. Um, We typically do like three episodes of the show per episode of the podcast. Um, We'll do uh, like a summary. We'll talk about general impressions. Um, Again, I use my fine arts (laughs) education to like uh, analyze characters. uh, Talk about possible themes that might be coming up make predictions um and that's fun if you if you like Matt cross uh highly recommend uh you check us out um we recently just got through the mat cross frontier movies which are actually going to be in theaters i think the first movie was in theaters um last weekend uh and the next movie should be in theaters on the thirtieth. Uh, both of them are really good. Uh, like I was kind of shocked because I was I was a little mid on the show itself, but the Macross Frontier movies are incredible. Um, I feel like I'm rambling right now. No, no, that's okay. <laughs> um,
1: like when it comes to anime in theaters, like I geek out about that mm-hmm. too. Whenever they're like, it's I'm gonna slide cool. an Sao movie into theaters, I'm like, I'm getting tickets right now. Yeah, I feel that. I feel that 100%. Um, So yeah, uh,
3: really fun. Um, And the third podcast I'm involved in is The Unexplored Places, which is an actual play podcast where we use uh, tabletop games to tell a story, kind of like your critical roles or your friends at the table uh, type of beat. Um, And so uh, the the series I was most heavily involved in was Season 2, Tango Sector, um, we're doing a kind of middle in between show between seasons two and three that I, I did like a prequel game for. It's, it's a little complicated. I'm sure uh, if, you, if you look up Unexplored Places, they have it all laid out in a much neater way. Yeah, uh, season two was like a kind of science fiction Firefly Guardians of the Galaxy Ooh. type of story. On Patreon, we uh, have Florence DeWitt's Detective Agency, which is Victorian horror. Um, We really cover a lot of different genres, and it's always a good time, Um, so you should check out the unexplored
1: places as well. Definitely. We got Alex into playing Dungeons & Dragons in the last couple of years, so... Oh, how's that been going?
0: It's, uh... Uh, It's an
3: adventure. I'm real stupid. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, Alex... Alex, for what it's worth, I'm real stupid, too. Dungeons & Dragons actually kind of stresses me out with how much I feel like I have to keep track of.
1: <laughs> it's okay. Oh, no, I just... Because I'm usually uh, I, the inventory yeah. uh, person. So. Got you, yeah. And, and
0: like, the RDM, our, our DM generally has to be like, Okay, okay, Alex, okay. Okay, we got it.
2: <laughs> and how many forest fires have you started?
0: You know what, again... Uh, in this campaign... A,
2: in this campaign, yeah. yes, not real I think, for qualifying. Right?
0: Yeah, I think, well, I mean, the real life three uh, campaign two. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna question that. I'll just. I'll let that lie. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I mean, there's a. It's just. It's for me. It's more that I. Everybody that we're playing with is very much by the book, and I generally want to. Be, I, I purposely like. I know the base rules, but I'm. I'm actively trying mm-hmm. to like keep myself a little bit separated because i want to keep i want to i want to i want the the, because there has been numerous times so that's that's where i feel pride is when the dm goes i don't know how that works but give me a minute and we'll try to figure that out and i'm like okay see that's the this is the stuff i'm trying to figure out how like right I think to get across a chasm, I said, "Put me in the bag of holding, and then I could just hold my breath and then <laughs> and stuff like that." Where yeah. you know, I was trying to, I was trying to talk our DM into letting me use the bag of holding as a shield.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, just Mm-mm. you know, yeah, no, nope. yeah.
0: So I'm just, I'm always trying to push like the boundaries, just because I find more fun in, in, in Yeah. In, no, I, I in definitely feel thing that. out the
3: box. Um, I think the fun thing about the unexplored places, as someone who's playing on that show. <laughs> Um, is that uh, the the systems that the showrunner Christine picks? Um, they're usually very uh, flexible in their systems. Uh, they're they're you know they have definitive mechanics, but they aren't so mechanically driven that um, I can't uh, think outside the box from time to time, or like post a suggestion and you know we work something out based on that. And I think that that also transitioned to how uh, I, I talk with my DM in uh, various Dungeons & Dragons games that I've been in, because, you know, um, it, it varies from DM to DM, but I think one of the cool things is, like, when you get comfortable with the game, you can kind of be like, I'm going to pitch this, and, you know, talk it out with your DM, and it's it's always really cool when you guys come to an understanding. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, the cool thing about Unexplored Places season two, in particular, is that uh, for the majority of the show, we were using the system Scum and Villainy um, to okay. play, and it's it's really kind of crazy how loose that game allows you to play. Um, you don't you don't pick your build uh, when you when you start a mission. Um, is how the game structured. You actually uh, say, "I want this equipment load," and then as the mission progresses you get to be like all right so i have five slots of any items from this list Um, i'm going to retcon the story and say that i took this thing with me (laughs) and that that kind of flexibility and freedom has been really fun Um, but for the finale we used a completely different system uh, called slay the dragon which was a bit more of a communal storytelling type of system it was less numbers and mechanically driven and more based on like kind of intuition and how we felt about the direction the story was going in and i don't know uh that that show's been a really fun uh project to be part of because uh i've just learned so much about tabletop gaming what it is and what it can be uh so uh that's that's me gushing um about that entire thing uh so definitely check that out if you like tabletop gaming
1: awesome okay (laughs) keep going getty uh uh, yeah okay uh so we talked about all the the podcasts that you're on um Mm -hmm. you i had heard and i hope that i'm not making this up but you have done some voice acting work i have dabbled um so i'm not i'm not at the point
3: quite yet where i'm regularly getting voice act you know voiceover work um but i've i've been in various stage plays and stuff like that i'm actually working with an instructor right now to get a demo reel recorded so i can actually start sending that out to companies for a commercial work more often um so it's it's still kind of a work in progress but i'm also working on vocal training in it in of itself i've been really improving my singing voice which is exciting not to the point where i'm confident enough to start singing now so don't don't (laughs) do any requests no it's it's been nice um I guess, like, the the thing that kind of hit me during this pandemic was that, like, all right, so I've been doing audition after audition. Maybe I can start investing in myself and try to figure out what um, I can do to tighten myself up and just kind of build that confidence. Yeah, so that's I mean, kind of where do- I'm at it, at this stage in
0: life. I mean, you could just do what your, your uh, podcast co-host does and just live at the gym. That's also true. Chris is fucking jacked. <laughs> <laughs> And again, um, <laughs> I-, I watched that whole thing happen and be like, oh wow, that just ooh, that was a whole thing, huh? The pandemic. Right. <laughs> you I don't know if uh you've seen any of the
3: comparison pictures he's posted of like him in high school versus him now. But like dude literally went from like McLovin to Steve Rogers.
2: Oh nice. <laughs> I get that reference. Do you? Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs>
1: okay uh do you have any projects that you're currently working on outside of all the podcasts that you are partner to i'm trying to think because i feel like there's been some stuff in like the the
3: rough draft or rough draft phases um but like there's video essays i've been thinking about doing i don't want to be like a youtube video essay person but like there's some stuff that like is in a similar vein to what i talk about on backstage gaming that just like would be too long and in depth for me to for, really for me to do on like a 50 a minute podcast episode so i am i'm i've been thinking a lot about like how i would like to structure that and you know what necessarily i would like to write about that's something that I guess I'll just put on the horizon. Um, I don't want to say much more than that, because, like, I don't want to overly commit to it. Like, oh, he yeah. promised that, but, like, yeah. In addition to that, I felt like there was one other thing, but now I can't remember what it is. So we're going to move on.
1: <laughs> okay, that's usually how we run the podcast, or maybe it's just how I run it. Very loosey-goosey, and then we mm. usually see where we go, and uh, I, I feel like I get in trouble, but, I, you know... <laughs> just wherever it takes. Yeah, you know? it, the conversations yeah. lead themselves from one thing to another. Uh, so uh, knowing, uh, knowing your background, uh, being uh, in the arts, is there any advice that you would want to give to anybody? Uh, the listenership that we have is mostly around video games, but the perspective mm-hmm. that you guys give on backstage gaming is so unique. Uh, taking a look mm-hmm. at you know different ways that you can read a line or... Uh, how the story impacts each of the characters, and then trying to bring it into the real world and and look at it from a more technical perspective. Any advice that you could give yeah. our li- listeners about uh, that, or any any special things you want to talk about when it comes to the comparisons yeah. that you make?
3: I guess there's a couple different directions I could take that. Sure. Um, as as far as like acting in and of itself, I think something that I've been Something that I've been struggling with until recently, and this is because I've been working with a private instructor. Guys, taking acting lessons is not an insult. It's actually helped me a ton. (laughs) Uh, So that's, I guess, that's the first piece of advice: don't be afraid to, to go back to school for anything. Honestly, specifically as it pertains to acting, having that time, like, there's a world of difference between taking an acting class in college and having one-on-one, like, thirty-minute sessions with someone every week it really becomes a lot more about you and you can really start to see like what your strengths are, what your weaknesses are. It's incredible. So, uh, whatever your passion is, don't be afraid to you know, consult with people, I guess is what I'm saying. Now I'm trying to remember what the other directions I want to take were. Um, but uh, I guess, so, that, that was the acting thing. Mm-hmm. Also, as, as far as acting goes, and as far as gaming goes, too, be yourself. Kind of, like, know what your know know who you are and what you like and what you emotionally respond to <coughs> um because i think i fell into a trap uh where i was trying to be too objective in in my gaming niches like i i wanted to find a way to appreciate everything and i feel like you can really easily burn yourself out that way i don't know if that's yeah. just me yeah um but it's like you know you, you can't be everything at once. Um, I don't know if you guys watch Hunter Hunter, but it's like... Watch the whole if, thing. If you're... Okay. Yeah, if you're an enhancer, uh, that's your niche. And that's, that's what makes you special. And that's kind of what... You know, you can develop your skills around your niche. You can develop your interests around your niche. Um, and that's not necessarily a bad thing or a limited thing. But I think, like... You know, I, I think... Sorry, I'm, like, reaching a brain fart right no, now. No, no,
1: it's but. okay. I like that uh, comparison. So in yeah. Hunter Hunter, everybody has their own special uh, specialization. There's some that, you know, are mm-hmm. re- really crazy, like they can do a little bit of everything. But there's, like, a, I think it's, like, a hexagon example. And each point has, mm-hmm. like, a, a main part and then two other branches that you could uh, uh, enhance yourself in. So, yeah, knowing what you like, knowing... Uh, where you can build and grow it's it's important mm-hmm. i mean i don't know that i would try half of the games uh, that we get to play every week if it weren't for you know the crazy ideas of the co-hosts on this show
4: mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: right
3: right um i feel like i i just i think about like a lot of video game discourse that's happening now and it, it feels like the thing that's been on my mind recently was um with the the release of final fantasy 16 like the trailer uh Last week or two weeks ago, mm-hmm. um, it really feels like a lot of people are disappointed that Final Fantasy 16 is not the Final Fantasy game they want. Yeah, and I think there's value in that, but I also think there's kind of value in like, all right, so now that Final Fantasy 16 isn't the game that you wanted it to be, let's take a look at like, what do you like? What are the Final Fantasy games you you care about? And like, you know, you don't have to get that from Final Fantasy like that franchise is not beholden to you I guess yeah um, no that so, was a
0: I had a mm-hmm. I had this Twitter exchange with somebody that was just that conversation it was just like you know this mm-hmm. series has been action oriented since 12 like 11 right 11 or 12 yeah yeah so like 13 went back to turn base but I, again, that was a weird thing and then after the rest they were all action you can't, so it's like
1: you can't mm-hmm. talk about 11 come on <laughs> the gambit system completely just—you didn't have I, I just to mean do it's... anything. It was oh, set okay. it and you forget don't... it, and then yeah, I'm not it complaining about the gambit system. More action oriented. There was you could do turn based in mm-hmm. eleven, but if you, I just saying is that it was a little bit different than people would
0: have wanted. And yeah, all all I'm had... saying it,
1: it's been gradual changes. Some there's been, but there's yeah.
0: so many good. Like, jrpg yeah. past JRPGs, turn-based. <laughs> there was a new Secret of Mana game. Right. There like, I, Yakuza I don't like Dragon. I said it last
1: week, and I'll say it again. Like a dragon. If you didn't play it, go play it. Like a I dragon up, is sick. Getting... Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. That is a turn-based I mean, it's... JRPG.
0: Yeah. All right. So there's so many still good ones. So yeah. I don't know... Like why Final Fantasy has to be the that that it doesn't way have to anymore. Be. And, I, the I, big and I think reason
2: that... is the name. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it, is it still Final Fantasy when so many of the, you know, the first ten <laughs> were all mm-hmm. turn based and then you suddenly change it. What makes a Final Fantasy a Final Fantasy?
3: I think Tim Rogers actually made a really good point on his Twitter like years ago where he talked about Final Fantasy less as like. A game franchise and more as like a fashion brand because like i think it, it's like a weird thing to talk about but like final fantasy feels ever since eight it feels like it's been more kind of like tapped into a pop cultural zeitgeist than it has into a game design um like consistency if that makes sense
2: yeah yeah, yeah.
3: You know, people are upset that, uh, like, um, Ga- Final Fantasy 16 is like this Game of Thrones, you know, this Game of Thrones-esque, The Witcher-esque type of story is how they're kind of marketing it. But it's kind of like, well, when you think about it, Final Fantasy VIII has shades of Titanic in it. Final Fantasy... Final Fantasy VIII and 10 kind of have, like, shades of Titanic in it. I think the reason why Eyes on Me was composed was specifically... Uh, in response to uh, "My Heart Will Go On" in Titanic, <laughs> um, yeah. at least I, I I remember someone saying that in an interview. It Maybe makes I sense. Remembering, uh, yeah. But it's you know you you have that like Final Fantasy Twelve is Star Wars. Good. You know what was huge back in two thousand six? Fucking Star Wars. Yeah. yeah. Like you know I I guess it's like people. it's kind of always been that and so the the current flavor of pop culture is game of thrones and i get it like you might be fatigued by that i'm a little fatigued by that but i don't begrudge final fantasy 16 that you know not out of principle no yeah absolutely i'm right there with you yeah Yeah, so the um last thing i kind of wanted to talk about i guess uh just spinning off the dome is um have fun You know, I I wrote this article for the site last year where I talked about my experience as, like, Sin and Punishment for the Nintendo 64, which I'm pretty confident in saying is my favorite game of all time. My pandemic depression hobby was playing Sin and Punishment and, like, just trying to, once you see it, and then trying to beat it on hard mode, and then trying to, once you see it on turbo mode where the game runs at double speed, and, like that was a fun and fulfilling experience but at the same time like i think my perfectionism started to creep in and that became such a self-defeating thing of like you know whenever i did a run that wasn't as good as that one run i really nailed the game <laughs> at you stop having fun and you start and when you stop having fun you you start your performance starts suffering and i'm also applying this to acting because as I started taking private acting lessons and as I started getting really into sin and punishment, I realized that my process to improving was the same in both of those experiences. The more I just kind of let myself have fun with it and the more I just, I stopped thinking about it. I stopped being my own harshest critic and just kind of run with it. That's when I got the most success. So I think that's the big thing I want to leave people with.
0: Oh, wow. That's, that's a, it's a very well thought out statement because it, it, Mm -hmm. it's, it speaks a lot to, uh, what's important, but also still trying to like maintain your craft and quality, but for what Mm -hmm. cost, right?
3: Yeah. I think at a certain point, you just have to have confidence that you have built this skill over like, you know, however many years, um, i've been acting since junior year of high school and i've been playing punishment for longer than that but you know it's like you will mess up that doesn't mean you're bad it doesn't mean that uh you know you've learned the wrong lessons or you know whatever it just means that you took a misstep on your path and you get back on the path and you remember to enjoy yourself yeah solid advice that's all i have to
0: say no it's good speaking of uh Gaming, though, what you have been playing?
3: <laughs> uh, yeah, so it's it's funny we were talking about the Gambit system earlier, because I've been playing a lot of Final Fantasy XII. So, uh, full disclosure, Final Fantasy XII is my favorite game in the series. It's a bold I, choice. I, well, I know. It's kind of bold, yeah. So I I hated it when I was 12, and then I played it again in high school, and I was like, oh wait, shit, I, I really like this game. So I, I've been visiting it uh, periodically throughout all the time since then the current version I am playing of Final Fantasy XII is a modded version of the Zodiac Age for Steam called Mm. The Struggle for Freedom which, so here's my hot take Uh, I really like uh, Final Fantasy XII for the PS2 I don't really care for the Zodiac Age and I love this fucking mod, I think this is my favorite way to play this game Okay. and so what it does is in addition to The reason I don't like the Zodiac Age is because enemies die in, like, two hits, and so whatever stereotype Final Fantasy XII has about being brain-dead is, like, doubly so in the Zodiac Age. At least during the main story quests, I know there's side content that ramps up the difficulty. But uh, what the struggle for freedom does is I think it increases enemy stats by 1.25, Okay. and it doubles their HP... Mm -hmm. Uh, which sounds like a lot but like when i say that they really nerfed a lot of the enemies in final fantasy 12 the zodiac age i mean like i i showed another friend who was into the game like the first boss and i literally set the gambits up put my controller down on the ground and he just stared in awe as like i didn't have to i maybe had to intervene twice that's the
1: level of difficulty we're talking I think Getty did this. Recently. I think that the only time. Okay, so you said that it would double the it doubles the HP of all of the the enemies. Mm-hmm. So you're you're thinking of uh, Yasmat, right? I was gonna say like the bigger, badder guys that you can unlock. The <sighs> what are they called? Not the judges. Not the judges. The the hunts. The hunts are the the little side quests that you can do. I was thinking of. Mm-hmm. the summons oh the espers the Yeah, espers that's yeah. what they are that i feel like that would be the biggest difference because usually those guys already have a lot of hp and then to double it it'd be kind of crazy but yeah yeah
3: so i will let you know how that goes when i get there um <laughs> i'm currently like i'm still relatively early in the game i just got the full party but I've, I've been I've been playing through that uh, this difficulty mod and it, it does a lot of really cool things with them. There are certain abilities in Final Fantasy XII that are just completely useless, and the mod makes them into something that's actually legitimately interesting. The license board has been swapped in favor of character-specific license boards, ah. so every character feels like they have a very solid and definitive identity. That makes a huge difference. difference. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's yes, <laughs> um, like as like. I I still like the um, original license board because my opinion uh, regarding Final Fantasy Twelve is that the, the what the characters have matters less than what the, you give the characters. So whatever equipment they currently have is like very important because like that determines are you doing damage or are you do you have a higher health pool or do you have a higher mana pool? Mm-hmm. You want to make sure that their gambits synergize well, so every character can have anything but that doesn't mean that every character is going to be doing everything at any given moment in combat and so that's kind of my defense of uh kind of the systems in the original but the this mod makes it a non-issue because um what what does Vaughn do he attacks really fast and he's like a fucking glass cannon just dealing <laughs> yep. massive damage over like incredibly quick periods of time you know, what does Balthier do? He's kind of like the chemist in Final Fantasy Tactics, where, like, all the items he uses, like, potions heal way more when Balthier uses them than any other character. Uh, same with Ethers, Phoenix Downs, what have you. Oh, magic's been overhauled. Blizzard, uh, do- Blizzard does, like, group damage. Uh, fire has a chance of activating the oil status effect, which means that if you cast fire on an enemy long enough, like, there's a chance that it will just start doing even more damage. Uh, yeah, okay. Thunder has no queue time, so you can just spam Thunder over and over again, and it's one of the most <laughs> effective ways to deal damage. It's such a cool mod. I don't know if I can recommend it to someone who either hasn't played Final Fantasy Twelve or doesn't have, like, a decent understanding of how the mechanics work, but it's it's very cool. I think it's it's definitely become my favorite way to play that game, um, and I think anyone who's interested in revisiting Twelve but maybe wants, like... A bit of a challenge uh at least at least check out like the first um the first couple dungeons see if it's your thing okay it's a game recommendation mm-hmm. right there yeah yeah um i've also been playing a little bit of resident evil 4 thanks to the trailer um i've been playing uh ninja warriors once again i've been in a bit of a beat up kick you should have three huh
0: TMNT uh, Shredder's Revenge. I am super thing. excited for that. I cannot wait to pick that up. Yeah, it comes out tomorrow. We have a review going up tomorrow. Ooh, exciting! Okay.
1: Ooh, yeah. we do um, stuff and on then this then podcast. I think... <laughs> not, not often. But weird.
3: Unthinkable. Uh, the the last thing I've been playing is. Um, I went back and uh, looked at uh, the Tales games that I grew up playing with, so specifically okay. Tales of Symphonia and Tales of the Abyss, uh, just because it's been a solid decade since I touched either of those. I'm, I actually kind of I was expecting them to not hold up that well, but to be honest, I'm kind of surprised by uh, how much I've been enjoying revisiting those. Uh, the writing is better than I expected, and the gameplay is better than I expected, so it's got that going for it.
0: See, I um I played, uh, Tales of Destiny, on PS One. The PS One, yeah. And, and I enjoyed that one, but I then I was like, I should probably try some of these newer series ones, and I picked up mm-hmm. Tales of Symphonia on the Switch. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know, so it just it was not grabbing me. Uh, Symphonia on the Switch
3: or Vesperia?
0: Maybe it was Vesperia.
3: Yeah, I think it was um, Vesperia. Yes. Symphonia is kind of weird because it's got like a very. Almost Dragon Questy vibe where um, it it places a lot more value on exploration um, and it can feel kind of aimless at times. Yeah. I'm gonna be honest. Uh, Tales of the abyss is the one I spent a lot more time playing as a kid, but uh, revisiting symphonia. Hmm. I think it does some really cool things uh, where like there are certain dungeons where kind of like in the original Final Fantasy, you can do dungeons out of order. Um, oh, okay. and in Tales of Symphonia's case, you actually get a, you get uh, a new party member if you do, uh, after you beat the third dungeon. But if you do the third dungeon before the second dungeon, I think they actually add her to the There's like some really <laughs> nifty stuff there. It's not like a perfect game by any means, but I think it's like, if you can kind of get past the, um, it was also their first 3D game. So like, there's a little bit of jank there, but like, once you kind of get through that, I don't know. There's, there's some cool stuff there. I, I like the beat-em-up style system. And oh, yeah. And there's someone I follow on Twitter who uh, swears by turning off the ability to free-run in um, some of the later games. So mm-hmm. when I've been playing Tales of the Abyss, basically uh, the way the, these games play, you're on a 2D plane and you do special moves kind of like in Smash Brothers. Oh, okay. But in Tales of the Abyss, uh, if you hold the L2 button, you can run around in three dimensions But um, because I'm a crazy person, uh, you can turn that off. And so I did. And then I realized, like, I was spending so much more time, like, paying attention to the different properties of the moves. Like, this move pushes the enemy back, so I should use that if I'm about to get cornered. This move does, like, multiple hits, so it has a chance of stunning the enemy so I can get a combo going. Um, Just really cool stuff like that.
0: A lot of strategy. It it up the strategy.
3: It's... It's actually kind of surprising. Like, I turned the computer off and just had them uh, do commands based on whenever I told them to. And I realized, like, oh, these games play a lot more, like, RPGs than (laughs) people Mm will think. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, that's been a fun time.
0: I have uh, Tales of Arise that I have to get to eventually.
3: I have mixed feelings on Tales of Arise. Um, I played the demo, and I was like, wow... I thought I was getting back into this series whole hog, but uh this is not doing anything for me. Shoot. <laughs> um but I, you know, I'm going to I'm going to point back to what I was saying about Final Fantasy as a series in like, you know, I know what my my niche is and I found that and so I'm I'm happy with that and I'm happy for anyone who likes Tales of Arise. So I I have not given it a shot yet, but I will report
1: back yeah. one of these days. He'll make it. Yeah. Make it past the Beast. I'll be the eager Elden to beast. hear whenever that happens. Yeah, Elden Ring has got to hit me right now. Yeah,
0: that's fair. I, I, th- get it, Get us out of
3: here. Kenny. I
1: I think we have to ask Dylan where we can find him first. I I feel like he's probably got a Twitter. Uh, he might have. a yeah. Patreon stuff like that.
3: I I don't have a Patreon, but if you want to oh. hit me up on Twitter, um, where I basically just shoot the shit with Twitter mutuals. Um, I don't really post uh all that often, but like if you want to hit me up, I do talk. I do respond. Um, you can find me on Twitter at TheDilla. That is T H A underscore D I L A.
1: All right. Awesome. Yep. And you know us. We're at Super GG Radio, but I'll I'll say that like five more times later because we have to we have to do it as part of the script. Uh, so the The last segment <laughs> that we're gonna do real quick is our one last thing, uh, and this is. Brought to you this week by Joel spending $70 on a video game? Oh. Unheard of. What <laughs> oh, I can't believe he would spend... Oh, man. He's really... That man is not smart with paying money. Paying out of pocket. I mean, last year he, he mm-hmm. tried not to spend any money on games, and we know how that ended. I mean, have you guys seen the retro game market? Shit is insane. Oh, this is a new game. Oh,
0: yeah. And Joel I also is in still... the retro game market as well. Oh, yeah, he's...
1: But, uh... Yeah. Uh I will go first. Uh, my one last thing for this week is uh I definitely have a review that I'm supposed to write. Definitely should be working on it. <laughs> Not like you're 2 weeks late with it. Definitely. I I was given the game after it was released. That is that is shenanigans. I didn't have a street date to meet or anything, so I'm going to take my time with it. I hate you so much. Why? <laughs> Because I'm actually going to play this like game, it. I'm yeah, I'm going to play Salt and Sacrifice because I remembered <laughs> what it was this week and I <laughs> definitely didn't check the Epic Game Store to make sure that that was the name of it. Alex, what's your la- one last thing?
0: Uh, I am trying to. Uh, I have I've been in a weird gaming funk. Elden Ring kind of put me in a in a weird funk where I've I've been it's been pretty impenetrable to me. But I uh, with a little hanging out with my friend Steve and you Getty uh, via multiplayer. Uh, Elden Ring, it kind of jump-started my gameplay, so I kind of spent the week uh, just kind of raging through that game, and I'm at the last boss now, so that's going to be like my focus, as I uh, also knocked out two indie games that were on my list, so that kind of also jump-started me into feeling pretty uh, ready to game again. I beat uh, Trek to Yomi, and I beat uh, Umarangi Generation. Mm. So, uh, Mm. knocking those out, and then hopefully Elden Ring very soon. Hopefully.
1: Alec?
2: So you know, last weekend while we were playing D anD D, Alex convinced me to play Bioshock. Infinite. Hell yeah! At least I think it was while we were playing the. Shout out to Elizabeth. So I'm going to start that this. <laughs> I'm going to start that this weekend. Hey Booker, catch. <laughs> Would you kindly explain? No, you won't have to. Yeah, you
0: won't have to. You get 30 seconds in. It. It's, it's a
3: pretty notable cutscene.
0: <laughs> I wouldn't say it's a notable cutscene. I would say it's about every every like three times a firefight.
3: Oh, yeah, shit. I wasn't even thinking about that. Uh, don't ask me what yeah. I was thinking about. It. I was okay. thinking about Challenge a baseball. We,
1: go. Go. we won't There's ask time. you about that. Oh oh yeah yeah the baseball mm-hmm. scene mm-hmm. uh dylan what's your one last thing oh god i don't even know i just talked your ears off just so, wing it that's uh... what i do i just wing it
3: yeah um i'm probably going to play morrison and punishment because i
1: <laughs> lost control of my life <laughs> totally acceptable Ah, oh, awesome. there we go <laughs> yep it's nailed it i don't know what life is anymore Alright, there's only sin and punishment I think that that'll be it, that'll do it for this week's uh, episode of Super GG Radio before we go, you can find us on Twitter at Radio and twitch.tv slash Radio. where Thursdays is our podcast you might be watching us live right now, Saturdays I don't know where Joel is I'm not sure if he's going to be back so we're going to forget about Saturdays for this week uh, Mondays, Alex is still disco dancing with Disco Elysium. Hell yeah! Oh yeah, no, I am okay. I'm definitely. I've made I've made significant progress. Like, significant.
3: Oh, Elysium. I just bought that. It's. I, I've it's had good. multiple friends tell me like, dude, why aren't you playing this game right now? Literally this second. So I should probably hop on that.
0: Yeah, it's
1: it's very uh, it's very D and D styled. Tuesdays are late night skater XL and tunes with Alex. That was a good time. I got my Skater XL all modded out, ready to go, and I enjoyed some some funky beats. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, So, Twitch schedule. I already said that we're going to do that uh, fan expo in three weeks. Come check us out live. Time and date will be posted to the internet. Otherwise, I'm sure it has to be in a pamphlet that they hand out to everybody that walks into the event. Otherwise, it'd just be crazy. Yeah, so we're definitely doing that. You can't stop me. Nobody can stop me. If you'd like to reach us with questions or input, our email address is mail at superggradio and provide us a review on iTunes. Or nobody checked the ending, so the podcasting app of your choice. Uh, One more time before I really close it, Uh, Dylan, you want to throw us with your uh, Twitter handle one more time? Just one more time. Yes, that is the Dilla. At T H A underscore
3: D I L A, and that's where you can find us.
1: or on one of his many podcasts. Yes. Oh shoot! I need links. Give me a second. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's fine. I'm a big fan. I'm a big fan. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, we'll we'll make sure that everything finds its way uh, to where it needs to go, and that everybody can find you, and hopefully find something that they're interested in, whether it be backstage gaming or the the live play uh, podcast that you're on. The, mm-hmm. the- the unexplored places. I was going to say places. You know, unexplored. Yeah. The unexplored places. Or maybe even... And dude, have you heard of that? Have you heard of yeah. we got some macros, too. Okay. Uh, so let's go ahead and finish it here. Thanks for listening. GG Alex. GG Getty. Good Game Dylan. Hey, I'll take it. <laughs> GG Alex. <laughs> GG. Oh, that's what I was supposed- Oh, no, fuck. It's I okay. fucked it up. It's okay. It's all right. It's all right. <laughs> <okay. laughs> Like I said, we just wing it here.